Welcome, oh my goodness, to the inaugural episode, the first, that means the first, uh, of Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. I am John Wayne Communale, of course. I'm here with my uh, co-host and uh, one of my very best friends and excellent author, Christopher Triana. Christopher Triana talking to you here as part of the show of uh, the Vital Social Issues and Stuff. And, and um, just let's get out of the way why we have that name, Chris. Why don't you explain why we named this podcast sure, that? Sure, sure. Uh, uh, John Wayne and I had, uh, I was recently a, a guest on his show, John Wayne Lied to You, a great podcast. Um, and we had such a good time. And he and I have been friends for a long time. And uh, we were like, why don't we just do our own podcast? Do like a separate one that's you and me. And we were trying to come up with a good name for it. Now, uh, anyone who knows us knows that we absolutely adore the old sitcom Married with Children. We love it. We quote it all the time. We text quotes to each other all the time, just randomly. Daily. Um, daily. Where, where, hey, if I don't, where if I don't hear one for a couple of days, I want to do a wellness check on you. Right, right. <laughs> Can you check on my friend, Chris, please? <laughs> so um, we were trying to think of a good name for the show. And, be, and because we're Married with Children fans, uh, it just suddenly popped in my head. I was like, dude, we'll call it Vital Social Issues and Stuff because there's an episode, Marriage Children. Uh, it's actually called uh, Kelly Does Hollywood. It's a two-part episode, a very special episode. Um, two part. Those are, And there's only a few two-parters in Mar the Marriage of Children are. canon. Uh, yeah. The famous England, Bundy's Go to England, uh, you know. Yeah. And That's a three-part episode. That, that is. That's a three-part three episode. Um, but anyway... Um, we uh, uh that episode uh, in that episode kelly um she she gets her own public access show kelly bundy does um and they and she calls it vital social issues and stuff with kelly and it's totally ridiculous it's just her and her friends uh talking uh, having silly topics like um well, well hold on hold on let me give a little context you know the reason uh, that kelly gets this show is because she's in modeling school and they right. don't pick her to be on the tv spot Mm -hmm. uh, in class and she gets very upset about it and she comes home and finds out public accesses she can go and have a show there and yeah. she does and, and it, 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 so it's like anyone can have a show uh and just like uh, John Wayne and I can have yeah. a show. And like, she just yeah. has it to rub it in their faces. Like she even right. says it on that first episode, hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like she, and, yeah. and that's kind of like us. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, yeah, that's, uh, that's the gist of it. It's like, you know, if, if anyone else could have a podcast, we can have a podcast. And uh, so we decided to name it after that in, in uh, tribute uh, to the great Kelly Bundy, uh, my true first true love and, and John Wayne's as well. Jesus um, oh God. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, and she did tackle some tough subjects though, like slut like, of the like, week, like slut of the week uh, where she picked um, someone, she, uh, someone she and her, her uh, guest host absolutely despised. Uh, it was Vicky. Give uh, me this perm. <laughs> right? And they also covered stuff like guys' butts and things like that. Uh, uh, we're not going to cover any of those. We're, we're going we're gonna to kind of make this our own. So, um, But it's going to be equally uh, silly and frivolous. We don't want to do a really serious podcast. We want to have fun. Uh, so, should we, should we talk about who, like, just, just talk briefly about who we are real quick, just in case somebody's super new? Um, sure. We're we're both horror authors, uh, awesome dudes for life. Um, you know, uh, Christopher is an award-winning author. Um, so uh, there you go. I guess that's it, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it. We're both horror authors that love Married with Children and The Simpsons, and we found each other because fate destined it to be so. Right. And uh, and here we are. Um, you never know where you're going to find your best friends out there. Oh, isn't that sweet? Isn't that sweet, folks? That's the kind of sweetness you can come to expect from vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Giving you cavities. <laughs> All right, so we've got a couple of topics we want to cover. Uh, and to assure that the show is as good as it can be, I'm drinking really cheap whiskey and John Wayne is ripping bongs. So And drinking Lone Star Light. Oh, see? See? He's... he's Double fisting it, yeah. I'm in Texas, by the way, Houston, Texas, and I'd like Lone Star beer. I am not in Texas. Uh, no. Then I don't. That, that's all I'm going to give away about my location. <laughs> uh, 
Good. I want to dox myself on this podcast, by the way, just so you know before the end of it. Um, but uh, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. We are. Oh, this is the inaugural episode before we start getting into stuff. Just so so it's in flux. So we might, you know, we're, we're feeling it out. But this is where we're going right now. So things might change, but we're trying to get it down just so you know. And we appreciate you guys listening uh, up front because you'll be the ones that can come and be like, I was there at the beginning. You know, exactly. I fucking heard the, you know. Chris said men's butts in the first issue, like, yes. or whatever. But before and it was cool. Before it was cool. You'll be before it was cool. So because just, it's not you know, cool right now. It's no, definitely no. not cool. And, it's, and that's it's what makes just, it, that's what makes two it guys, so damn cool, dude. It's just two guys <laughs> in their 40s talking about married with children. That's all it is so far. So maybe- <laughs> I'm on board, dude. <laughs> Sign me up. We should change the name of this to two guys in their 40s talking about married and children. <laughs> yeah, you know, like who wouldn't want to listen to that other than while we're at it? Why not? Right, right. right. No, okay. I'm okay. Back to back to track. Back to track. Okay. Okay, okay. All right. I gotta real I gotta reel this guy in sometimes. Um so I had a couple of topics that I wanted to talk about. So things that are kind of topical. Hence the name topics, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um uh, so one of the things that uh, wait should before... we pause for our band to introduce this segment? Yes, um, I was going to say what it was first. Oh, kind of, oh, you know, okay. Show. I see we're feeling it out, folks. See? Feeling yeah, we're out. feeling it out, folks. We're feeling it out. Okay, uh, don't, don't it listen is. to this man. He does not represent us. <laughs> All right, so uh, oh, no <laughs> money down. <laughs> <laughs> so. We were talking uh, before uh, we we started the show. We were talking a little bit about um, uh, COVID nineteen because it's pretty much inevitable that you talk about it in this day and age. Um, and but specifically, uh, we were talking about how it affects fiction and fiction writers. So without further ado, we're going to talk about COVID and how it affects fiction writers. One, two, three, four. COVID and how it affects writers. Writers. <laughs> we want to try that again. <laughs> or just say COVID. Then what should be one word? Then 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 COVID. So let's I'm just do that. I'm all of this in, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna say. Don't leave all of this in. We'll sound like even bigger assholes than we dude, already are. This is gold. This is gold, dude. <laughs> this is gold, Jerry. Gold. No, okay. it's not. It's yeah, garbage. No, it's gold. <laughs> oh, we are okay. So we did it. I, the band played. Um, so what? Uh, so how do you want to? You start this. How do you want to go into this? Um. Okay. So, um, I I've thought about this uh when when it comes to my own writing um because COVID has changed the world. It's changed how we live. Um, we're all going outside wearing masks. We're all germaphobic, and and you know we we wear gloves and we sanitize constantly uh, as we should. Um, but, uh, it's definitely, it's changed the world and it's changed our everyday life. So as a result, it changes the, the life of fictional characters when you're writing them, um, or, or does it, you know, that's, that's the question I'm bringing up here. Um, the stuff that I've been writing since this happened does not reflect that it happened at all. Um, and I don't know if it's because I just don't want to write about COVID-19. I think that's a big part of it. Um, but it's also um, maybe a, a, a just a hope that we're going to get back to normal, and that I want this to, the, the fiction that I'm writing to have a timeless quality and not be specifically about this point in time. Um, how about you? Like with the stuff that you've been writing, has it has it had an effect on you in in the sense of how you think about what the characters would do? Um, you know, like even something simple like writing that the characters shook hands. I mean, that, that might be something that just goes away forever at this point, you know? Yeah. Um, no, I, I have not let it affect my writing either in any way, because number one, like I really feel like the last goddamn thing anybody wants to fucking read about, like take it in any way is COVID-19. Like that's the last thing. Uh, it certainly is the last thing I want to fucking think about. Um, especially when I'm reading something that I'm escaping into. Now, that doesn't mean it doesn't have, like, a valid, like, you know, trope to go into that, of right. course. I, I just think that, you know, and I, I, said, I, I said this on uh, my other podcast, you know, I go into uh, 
the UPS store by my house every week to send off books. And it's family owned, and I fucking love it. Awesome. Shouts out to Sara and her in the UPS store. Uh, I, they're great. We talk, but like she, uh, she every time I come in, she'd be like, uh, "I have your next horror book you should write," you know. And at uh, the beginning of this, she said, "Ah, I bet you know you you have your next a lot thing, of ideas. you know." And I was like, "No, this is the last thing I want to write about." It's got, and if you are, I feel like if you are going to tackle this, at least if I was, it has to come from some super unique perspective, right. where it's it's just. It's it's this, but not. You know what I mean? It's it's got to be framed in that way. And then I like to, in my writing personally, in the worlds that I build, I even take out like cell phones and shit. Like I don't even mention a lot, uh, you know, in certain times because because I don't even. That's not a part of it. Like mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, I don't like to incorporate that kind of stuff because I feel like it does date. Things specifically does, but, um and i know and when it lends to the story it does and it's not i, I have cell phones in my stories right. sometimes but right. there's works that i do where i want them to not necessarily be you know they're in the present but where i, I don't know right. you know and plus i love magical realism stuff but when i, I write I, too i get you um i get you um but with with this it's uh it, i don't know it, it feels different in a way um than like you know the cell phone hurdle and things like that like cell phones are gonna stay you know like they're not they're not gonna disappear uh um so that's not quite as dating as um as covid is um and you know hopefully covid will be something that goes away sooner than later and it's not something that's uh that's like oh that several year period you know um but i mean that's certainly a possibility well would Uh, you even mention it as like if i were were to write about something like this i cert i don't I wouldn't call it COVID. I, I would make it something right. else. Like I, no, I, I wouldn't necessarily, you I know think, what I mean? I think you could write a novel that takes place in 2020 and deals with characters that are, you know, it's, it's it'd become like a, a period piece. It'd be like, if you're writing a, a story about uh, people like during, um, you know, any other crisis in America, be it like, you know, the, the great depression or, or whatever else, you know, mm-hmm. um, that could be a backdrop to the story itself. But, Considering it's happening right now, it doesn't seem right to write it right now. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, because like you're you're setting yourself up for failure with that because we don't know how this is going to play out. We don't know what different developments will happen. Um, this is like 20 but, years from now. People need to start write write about this. You know what right, I mean? Right, uh, something like that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, well, we could be dead by then, dude. Think about it. We absolutely could. We absolutely could. Um, yeah, that's that's that goes into what I was saying. It's like you know, who knows how this thing will will turn out. But um, it, it's an interesting thing uh, for me because I do have a book coming out later this year mm-hmm. that deals with a plague. Now, it's not a viral plague. It's not like people get sick and they start coughing and then have respiratory problems like with with a real life plague. Uh, in this one, they just start screaming and they can't stop. So it's a different approach to to that. It's it's more a zombie novel in that sense, even though it's not really about zombies. Um, but at the, the at, like the rules of it are kind of like a zombie. Yeah, well, almost yeah, the reaction to it is like people are going insane rather than getting sick and being put in a hospital bed. You know, um, so. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I I, I had talks with uh, the with the publisher about this about like okay. Uh, is this going to seem by putting out this book? Is it going to seem like we're capitalizing on this horrible plague? Or even yeah. though it, the crazy thing is, like, dude, I finished it writing the rough draft in January of this year. It was right before all this shit happened. You know, we, so, yeah, we we've talked about this offline, uh, right. even in the moment back then, like when you finished it in Charlotte, like in Charlotte, we talked about this. Um, so I have a little bit of of foresight into it, and I. You know, uh, I think that that that's the kind of thing I'm talking about when I and I'm not just like vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Mm-hmm. Like I'm saying, like when I mean uh, when I was talking about like an a interesting perspective on a pandemic or a, a spread of a virus, like that's the kind of thing I mean. This is not right. a book about people getting sick and dying or yeah. in that sense. 
it's about that you can't stop screaming. And the, when you told me just that premise, I was like, oh, God, that would be awful. Could you imagine you're, yeah. you're, in a, you're in a house of five and four people just scream 24 hours a day and they're your family? Yeah. You have to fucking kill them. Yeah. Like, I, so, so well, like yeah. that to me, that's like it's not it's not it, it is it, it is like in like the 50,000 flyover feet like a, 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 a epidemic pandemic story, I guess. But but it doesn't I would not I personally wouldn't look at that story and be like, well, they're capitalizing on this cashing in on this covid thing. But at the the same time, um, after all this stuff happened with covid and I saw how people reacted to it, how the government reacted to it and all of that, um, I actually went back and edited a little bit of my book because I was like, this actually isn't how people react to something of this scale. You know, uh, and I said, but I didn't have to change a lot. I didn't rewrite the whole book or anything. Uh, yeah. But like, basically, it was more about how the government reacted, how how like the health industry reacted. Uh, it was more more about that, you know, because like I was like, think like a lot of people I was very shocked with the way th- uh, this was reacted to about like, you know, how um how how uh, chaotic it was and how no one really seemed to have any answers and continue not to really and, yeah i was gonna say like uh, and how chaotic it remains um, right right yeah but um but anyway um yeah it's, it's just a, a, an interesting thing to to take into it, account um, it is but- and, and i'm i'm interested to uh because of I, i'm of this mind like i want i want to see this work i'm interested to see because you it's inevitable it's gonna happen like it's already happened like people already have their covid novella written by now you know and fucking self-published on amazon books or even just play books yeah yeah but but uh I, i'm interested to see uh the 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 badass stories that the takes on this that really spin it in a way that make you react and think so yeah. I hope that I hope that there is some kind of reaction to this in in, in writing, mm-hmm. um, uh, and I'm interested to see how uh, it works. But I'm not personally. I'm not going to touch it. I don't. I don't. I don't want to. I don't care. Yeah. You know. Me, you know me, dog. You know me. <laughs> me I, I I already wrote a plague book, so uh, I'm done. And um, I know many people will probably write plague books because of this. Uh, and it's my hope that mine just because it's coming out later this year, it'll and, be out before them. <laughs> and, and and this and then this doesn't like this does not apply to what you wrote. But like I told the late my friend at the UPS store, I was like, I've there's going to be a lot of books and movies and things that come out like that right away. Yeah. They're going to be hack. They're terrible. Sorry, sorry, yeah. it's going to be hack because it's just going to play on like every. Full, it's going to be awful. Um, full moon already came out with a movie, coronavirus zombies, already. You know. Oh, well, um, I'm on it. I was watching Subspecies <laughs> the other night, by the way. That's a full moon um, release. Um, you know, there's like four more sequels to that. I'll probably have to watch all of those, too. But, uh, you know, I, it's not it's not setting the world on fire. I ended I like... up getting a bunch of them on some, like, box set, like, cheap-ass box set thing. And I still haven't watched them all. But uh, I love vampires, though. Well, I know, because you're, uh, you're like that. Um, I, am I, however, I, uh... <laughs> I, however, have always loved werewolves, which brings me to our next topic. Swearwolves. Wor- <laughs> no. Brings us to our next topic, works in progress. One, two, three, four! Works in pro- progress! <laughs> okay, so, what, so, what, so, so what's going on? You've got something. You've got some stuff work in progress-wise. I do. I do. So, tell me about it. I'm currently writing an, an epic um, an epic book in the, in the true sense, in that it's long as fuck and has a lot of characters, maybe too many. Um, but I'm going with it anyway. Uh, this is uh, going to come out through Death's Head Press. This is a horror western. Shouts out, Texas. Yep. This is a horror western, part of their Splatter Western series. Um, and there's no official release date yet. Like I said, I'm still working on it. It's about 70,000 words right now, but it's still going to go on and on. It's going to, it's a, it's going to be a big one. Um, that's what, that's what I said. Yeah, that's what I write. That's what I tell them all. Um, it's going to be a big one. <laughs> um, so that is my work in progress. I don't want to give too many details about it, but it is a horror Western and it does involve werewolves in a sense. Um, more like creatures that aren't 
like totally susceptible to the moon and changing back and forth, but are always kind of in between at all times, half man, half wolf, you know? Um, so yeah, horror Western is coming soon from me. It's going to be long as shit. How about you? What are you working on, man? Um, well, I mean, as far as like, uh, like I do have another book that's coming out through Grindhouse in January. That's done locked and loaded called mage of the Hellmouth. That's, right. that's about like, a a kind of uh, role-playing game uh, that's dictated some kind of crazy prophecy in, in into an ice cream factory in modern day. So right. um, nice. That, so that that's what's going on, and I've been working on um, I've been working on like a series. Like I didn't intend to like start a series. I wasn't like let me start a series, but I wrote this book, you know, and it was you know like with this character, and I was like, I mean, I really like this character. I think that I can put this out like maybe like put him in different things and then and then later because i like all this kind of shit where you take the like uh you know prunty does this anderson prunty shouts out um with the character like drifter ken is like just the in like different scenario like in the it'll show up in his different books right kind of and and if you know you're like oh shit but you know you don't have to know it's a connected universe but limited you know it's like you need to read the other books in order to get it yeah yeah it's not dependent on that and that and i always fucking loved that kind of stuff right and andy's you know andy's one of my favorite writers i've told him that um so i i i was like man i kind of want to create this character with this idea of how evil really works right truly and then i spread it across these three books so i've written actually the first two and i'm like 10,000 words into the third one right now. So, uh, uh either like uh, either the uh, I'll have a three-part series out or I'll have like three shitty books that no one picks up. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah, that yeah. and I was telling you earlier I wrote like a, a Halloween story. I wrote a vampire story that I sent in and I, I don't even care if it gets picked up by wherever it's sent because I really had a, a fucking awesome time writing it. Um just I hate the reluctant vampire trope. I was telling you where Mm-hmm. Oh, I cannot bite people. I am vampire. I love you. You know, no fuck right. that, dude. Yeah. Uh, I want the vampires that like are just cool, sexy, and kill people. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like that, but trapped in a weird scenario. But do they sparkle? No. Ah, God damn it. <laughs> no, but dude, I was wearing my shirt yesterday, my fucking Lost Boys shirt that I got from. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right, right. With the Twilight. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always get comments on that. I love it, but. Um, yeah, but that's that's what I'm doing, and I'm always working on something. But we, I wanted to get back into the, I mean, the westerns thing. Yeah, I wanted to get back. What we that wanted too. to talk about yeah, that because yeah. because Death said is doing. Uh, it, oh shit! Am I frozen? You're frozen. Fuck. Why? Oh, you're good. There we go. Okay. Because Death said is doing. Uh, they're releasing a. A whole series. Series. Yeah. It, it's like a, a whole chunk of books that are coming out. Yeah. By a lot of great authors who that that are splatterpunk western yeah horror westerns splatter westerns and there's a lot of good writers that are attached to this we you know brian smith uh and uh christopher rufty uh and, and you know the, like the list goes on of the ones that are upcoming right now there's one by wiley young chris miller um and you know th- this is a really really cool thing and i got involved in it kind of uh randomly through wiley young because you know he came out with his and i was excited and i, and I bought a copy and I was saying to him, I'm like, man, you know, I love horror. I love Westerns. They're like two of my favorite genres. I've written horror Western short stories. I've always wanted to write a horror Western novel. And I, and like, uh, just funny enough, I had just started working on this book, um, the, the horror Western I'm writing now. And I was like, I wish I had uh, like known what, that they were doing this series. And he was like, well, you know, like I'll tell them. And, and I was contacted uh, right away by Death's Head um, and, and so it really worked out well. So, um, yeah. shouts out to Death Said, by the way. I really, I really enjoy working with them. Yeah, I think that they do. They do good. Uh, you got to give good because they're shitty fucking people to work with out there. They're not one of them. So, right. I right. definitely give them a lot of props. But this brings us to what we were going to talk about. Uh, our next topic, which is one, two, three, four. Western. Western. So, so. Uh, okay, well, we have to approach. I mean, think think about how we're approaching this now. My my first name is John Wayne. I've grown up with that name. What the hell does that have to do with westerns? Okay, shut the fuck up. 
So I want you. I want us to think about that before <laughs> we enter the Western conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Proceed. Okay. Um, Westerns are um, one of my favorite genres, and they weren't always. It wasn't until I was in my late twenties that I really started to get into them, uh, and then they became a, a, a big fascination with me. And I started reading a lot of Western novels, uh, and you can see a lot of. Um, a lot of my influence, uh, the, a lot of the influence that I got from them in some of my dramatic books, like The Ruined Season, Shepherd of the Black Sheep, which aren't Westerns, but they are in a sense, they involve these cowboy characters up against, um, you know, some, some really crazy situations and some horrible adversaries. Um, so there's a the Western ele- element to them. Uh, in, my, in my book, Growing, uh, Growing Dark, there's two horror Western short stories in, in that collection. So... It's, it's something that's definitely had a big influence on me as, as a writer and even as a person. Um, and having grown up in the South and uh, grown up around uh, cowboys and, and ranches and stuff like that, uh, the, you know, there, there was a, uh, a, a kind of uh, an atmosphere of the Western uh, to, to living there. And, I mean, you live in Texas, which probably which has it more than anywhere. Uh, so I'm sure you, you had that, too. Am I right? Uh, yeah, I mean, living in Texas... Still, like, I still don't understand why to this day that I run into people. And, like, I, I, I'm I'm a proud, like, Texas, Houston. Like, I like to pimp my city, like, yeah, fuck yeah, Houston. Because I've, because I come against, because because I'm on the road all the time. And I'll come to people. They're like, where are you from? And I'm like, Houston. They're like, I'm sorry. And I have to punch them in the face. Uh-huh. Because, because, like, they have this perception of weird thing of Texas. But, like, the weird, the perception that, like, we're riding horses and, and where, you know, like, that kind of stuff, like, still is out there with people. Where I'm like, it's not like the, the Wild West. Right, out, right. Out, out but here. But, but still, I didn't mean that it was. But I'm just saying, like, you still grew up in Texas. Texas. Yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of, like, that history there of the West. Oh. In Texas. Absolutely, dude. No, yeah. there's, like, a lot of, uh, like, man, my... I, I, I was thinking about this today. Like once I once I get back on the road and start making money, I might do this. My buddy uh, is moving actually from Houston. He's moving to Colorado, like a little bitch. But um, he went to this. Uh, he, he's doing all these Texas things before he leaves, and he went to this place uh, in Houston called the Hat Store that has made cowboy hats for generations, right. for, or like all these country stars, you know, of course, and. He got two hats made like they you like they're there and they shape them for you how you want and shit. And I was like, man, I would fucking really would like a badass cowboy hat like that shit. Like because there is like I like being from Texas, man. Like, you know, I don't look like I'm a cowboy at all, but I definitely there, there's some spirit of Texas that you're like, Whoa. I wasn't. I was born in Pennsylvania. Well, but that's but I've lived here since I was six. So I've lived here. And so you're from Texas. dude. That's yeah. Just, I mean, that's, that's just how yeah, where where I like have all my memories. I was joking yeah. about Pennsylvania. Nothing against Pennsylvania. I'm sure. No, it's no, fine. no. I'm sure it's fine. My mom lives there, you know. Uh, no, but you know it's fine. But yeah, but Texas, te- but Texas is also one of those weird states that comes with like a. We're from Texas. You know what I mean? Okay, no, it, it comes with a, a maybe not a stigma, but I mean maybe to some, but it comes with a um, stereotype. It's its own thing. Yeah. Like it's yeah. such a, it's so its own thing here in Texas. Yeah. And I don't want to get way off, way off topic, but I guess we could, we can do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, on the Western front, act like this is interesting because I actually just started to drop elements of like Texas and even Houston into some of my short stories that I've sent out lately. Huh, okay. The vampire, the vampire story that I told you about. Is actually set in Houston on the on Buffalo Bayou, where the they have like these historic uh, houses that are on the Buffalo Bayou downtown that you can go tour and shit, like you know during the season or whatever. Right. Right. So I set it there, like just because I was I, I was just like I, I'm gonna set that. Why not? I, you know, you sometimes and you're like, where am I gonna set this story? Most of the time, it's like kind of you know <laughs> uh, ambiguous uh, when I, at least when I'm writing, but. I was like, I'm going to set this in Houston. So I've just kind of started doing that. But uh, I, I mean, I grew up fucking gun smoke all the time, every John Wayne movie. And, and, and I have to say, like, I was very much like 
fuck this shit, dude. I do not like, you know, I can't take this, all this cowboy shit. Because it was kind of shoved down your throat, I'm guessing. Yeah, and and anywhere you go, you know, it's just like, oh, you're John Wayne. Well, now you have to, if you're going to fucking say like, hey, my first name's John Wayne. Now you have to, well, Pilgrim. Right. Hey, hey, little lady, why don't you? And and you know what, man? I kill them across their engines. (laughs) And I can do like a great John Wayne impression and all that. And I've learned to roll with it. For sure. And I really don't even give a shit anymore. But there was a general resistance to Western shit due to that. It just I, I just personally. That. Personally. And like, you know, when I was a kid, it was like Gunsmoke is a cool ass show. Like I'll watch a Gunsmoke now and it's cool. But when I was like six years old, I'm You're like, I don't yeah. fucking yeah. want to watch Gunsmoke. Yeah, yeah. I want to watch Batman or something. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But growing, you know, you know, you grow, you change, you know, I have to say the first like what really got me. OK, well. No, what really got me back into Westerns was Tombstone, the movie mm-hmm. Tombstone. Right, like right. that was like something I was like, OK, this is cool. And then I started watching some John Wayne movies, actually, like uh, the Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys is where like a, you know, a cattle rustler movie where he actually like his it's all kids like he he takes. Right, uh, right, like a group of kids to rustle this cattle across the land, and it, it's kind of like a fun movie. But then, like my dad's favorite movie is True Grit, and the original True Grit, yeah. so great, it's just awesome. Like it's an awesome movie, and then the remake I also love as well. It's with, fantastic, like, yeah. fantastic. Like, uh, yeah, like um, the classic line, like fucking pretty bold talk for a one-eyed fat man, and he's gonna fill your hands, you son, son of a bitch. bitch. Yeah, <laughs> like. Like that's, it's just um, fantastic. But that, uh, that's the only, uh, if I'm, I, I believe I'm right with this. Uh, that's the only Western that Charles Portis wrote, but it's one of the most famous Westerns, uh, Western novels and now films uh, of all time. And it's truly fantastic. Um, and one of the things that I think makes it stand out so much is that you have a female narrator. Um, you have a, a, a young female uh, main character uh, who's really the one who's out for revenge. Um, so uh, I, I think that's one of the things that makes it stand out. Uh, the same can be said about my personal favorite Western, which is Once Upon a Time in the West, uh, with Charles Bronson and Henry Fonda and Claudia Cardinale and, and uh, Jason Robards. Uh, it's truly epic. One of the uh, you know spaghetti Westerns, the Italian Western, Sergio Leone. Uh, it's not part of his Man With No Name trilogy, but it's uh, my personal favorite of his. Uh, even more so than um, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, and some of the some of the more famous Eastwood ones. Um, that film I, I always thought was fantastic because you have these three male characters that are all uh, dark characters, you know, intense men in, in their own ways. But the movie really centers around uh, Claudia Cardinale, which was you know the female character and her struggles and her life and her taking over. Um, you know, the, the the building of the railroad, the railroad station that her husband envisioned before he was viciously, viciously murdered. Um, so uh, I, I really appreciate both of those stories um, because they broke away from the typical, you know, stranger comes into town and takes care of the outlaw, you know, like, you know, the whole big iron, big iron, you know, it's like that's a cliche for a reason. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that that kind of Western storyline. In fact, many Western uh, that storyline, that typical Western storyline, has been incorporated into many films uh, that aren't Westerns at all. That are like modern day crime movies, or, or even Big Trouble in Little China, which is my personal favorite film of all time. I love that movie. Great that movie. is a that yeah, that is a Western in the sense that you've got this stranger coming to town amongst people that aren't like him, that are a different culture. And he's fighting off like this this evil presence there, and he's joining the locals. You know, it's very um, it's, uh, it's a tr- it's a trope. It's a trope that it's something right. that like like uh, like I put like I put it this way. Like so, uh, just to get some context, like you you know my buddy Nick P, mm. he's a movie guy. Like I, I'm kind of also one of these people. Like the, to put it best, like I kind of have to be dragged kicking and screaming to things sometimes mm. for my own good. And mm-hmm. and Nick is very good at doing that with me because he just makes me watch shit where I, I would never sit down and watch it. Right. So we've watched a bunch of movies. We watched The Good, The Bad and The Ugly not too long, like like two weeks ago, I think, actually. OK. Um, all the way through. Fuck. Where was I going with this? Um, but 
what were you talking about? This is this is what happens when when you rip too many bombs, kid. No, no, this is Don't fine. Up like John Wayne. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is how we. Uh, what the fuck was I talking about though? Um, fuck. God damn it. Anyway, go on with what you were saying. Okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> when I remember, I'll chime back in. All right, right, right. Um, no, I was just talking about um, you know breaking away from the the typical mold of westerns. Um, uh, oh yeah, yeah that's shit okay. how it's so that's you that's used throughout like that's in a bunch of like uh, it's just like a storytelling thing that you don't necessarily think about mm-hmm. or know but it it, it it it's uh pervasive throughout different i had a other thing to say about it too but do you go no, ahead. but it is like particularly in crime fiction you see it a lot um you know like uh one of my favorite crime novels is uh, uh get carter jack's return home by ted lewis made mm-hmm. a great film with michael Caine. That's very much a Western in the sense of, you know, like this, the storytelling of what happens in the, it, like, even though it doesn't take place in the Wild West, it has the, those elements that are classic to the Western. Um, now, there are many, many books uh, that I've read throughout the years that I absolutely love um, that, are, that are Westerns, like The Shootist uh, by Glennon Swarthow. Oh, another great John Wayne movie, by the way. Right, right, right. Uh, I, I really like the book much better than the film. Um, I will say it, it differs from it. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with the film, but it's a great book. Um, uh, 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 of course, Lonesome Dove by Larry McMurdy um, and, uh, uh, you know, True Grit is another one. The Good Old Boys by um, um, uh, El, Elmer Kenton uh, and many of Elmore Leonard's, you know, uh, books. You know, um, there's there's a lot of them that really taught me a lot, not just about writing westerns but writing um just good books and they also more than any other genre taught me about the importance of researching what you're writing and being authentic and being accurate and that's been a a huge focus for me in writing this novel that i'm working on now is even though it contains all these horror elements which are totally supernatural and total fiction and don't exist in real life werewolves and things like that um at the same time, I want everything about the era that it's written in to be accurate, down to, like, the language that people use. You know, like, shows like Deadwood and stuff, although they may be good, uh, like, the, the, the characters use all these types, like, they use all this profanity that wasn't even used at the time. Like, like words that didn't, like, exist in that context. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, 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 fuck, like, the word fuck just meant to have sex. It wasn't used like they didn't be like you're a stupid motherfucker. They didn't do that, you know. Like that just wasn't in the lexicon of the time. So like even researching down to that, like I want the the language of the characters to be authentic. Um, like uh, this is how anal I am with it. Like there's this, like a scene where a guy was opening a door, and I was like, he turned the doorknob, and I went, wait a second, did the doorknob exist at that time? Yeah. And I looked it up, and it did, but it was very new in the 1860s. It was a new invention. Um, so that's a like, this is how Westerns taught me to really be authentic in what I'm writing and really research and really think about every little detail. Um, and as taxing as that may be as a writer, I think it's important. And I think it shows your dedication to what you're writing and your passion, uh, for the, the error that you're writing about. I, no, I do agree with that for sure. Like I, uh, I write, you know, I write a bunch of devil shit, but all the demons and uh, like witchcraft stuff that's in my writing is, mm-hmm. it's completely like, re- like it's real. Like that's I'm not just making up names and things so, like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, taken it's, from it's, demonology and religion. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually like, you know, it, this is real. Like this is what it is exactly. Right. Like, yeah, because like that's kind of a cop out just to make shit. I mean, if you're, it depends. If you're, I, I guess, if you're writing some kind of super fucking weird like you're on your own planet world that's fine but like if you're well, writing I, within our you know thing you should definitely I, I like to include real shit it makes no, it and i think that and i totally and plus in horror it makes it more scary when people are like is that real oh shit right right you know well i mean i i do respect that uh, of like you know doing your research with demonology if you're gonna write about demons but when it comes to something that's like you know i personally don't believe in demons and angels i'm an atheist so to me, when something falls along the lines of fiction, I'm not as upset if someone just makes something up. But if someone's writing something about actual human history and they get, then they like they're very lazy and they don't get like the facts straight. Uh, like if they say something like, 
you know, this is an uh, outrageous example no one would do, but let's say, like, they're like, oh, it's a civil war, and they've got a fucking bazooka, you know, like, they've got a fucking, you know, <laughs> like, they've got a tank. You Have know, you been reading my my work in progress? Yes, dude, I know. Your, because... your, book, your new book sucks. Like, on, dude. The, it's called The Civil War Tank by John Wayne Cominale, and it's really, it's terrible. It's just Dude, terrible. first of all, let me just tell you that, like, that... <laughs> As far as like it, it, it <laughs> no, from the Bizarro world, that could totally be a title of Bizarro book. Well, let me tell I'm you, not writing book, it, but it, like it that could be. Your book that war had tanks. The, the war would have been over really fucking quick. Dude. I kind of, I kind of <laughs> want to write that book just so the blurb can be your book sucks, Christopher Triana. Like, <laughs> word, like that's the blurb. Like I want that on my fucking book, dude. <laughs> like well, you can. You can use this. You can feel free to use it, but only if you write that. <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, no, but yeah, I don't know, man. Westerns, like, used to uh, really, it was really hard for me to watch watch Westerns, read Westerns, like, all that kind of stuff, just from being saddled with the John Wayne thing growing sure. up and evolving around every that. fucking thing I'm dead. Um, but, you know, I've really, I've really come to, to like, westerns and 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 specific john wayne movies and like uh like i said nick p is always showing me stuff and i'd never seen the good the bad and the ugly before and wow. uh watched it yeah and like we also we watched uh i never saw dirty harry before we watched that on acid um and it was awesome this is um, Christ. I, I, you know he, he shows me these things where i'm like have I, you seen i, I know all these things about them but i'm like huh i don't really watch this like have, yeah, you take... Unforgiven? Huh? Unforgiv- have you seen Unforgiven? Yeah. Eastwood. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Good. Oh, good. I think that, that's one of my top five favorite Westerns uh, ever is Unforgiven. Yeah. Dude. And uh, on the crime side, like one, and we were in Atlanta, Nick showed me the Taking a Pelham one, two, three, the original one. Yeah. yeah. Dude. So good. So yeah. I got the book and read the book and shit. Like I fucking, that was a really good, like, because Tarantino gra- like grabbed all those influences from like that shit with like Mr. Pink, Mr. Blue, like they were all yeah, those. Yeah. Co- no, co- so, um, uh, like with all due respect to Tarantino and his fans, about ninety percent of all of his movies are just him lifting stuff from older movies, and and you know that's just the reality of his stuff. That's an emulation of uh, whatever, but he still makes good movies. No, I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying his stuff is really an amalgamation of things that he grew up watching. He just kind of yeah. like cut and paste. He's just as like he's a cut and paste filmmaker, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, like like he even gets he's getting lazier with it. Like in Glorious Bastards is, okay, is look, let's, the name let's not, of his films. Okay, it's, it's look, literally look. the name of an old movie. You know, we're so, not gonna. We said we weren't gonna tackle hard subjects here. Hey, hey, I don't want to get. We said we weren't gonna talk politics about uh, about. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not dissing the guy. I love Pulp Fiction, and and um. And, well, that's kind of where it stops. But anyway, let's talk about something else. <laughs> Definitely talk about something else. <laughs> Definitely talk about something else. Speaking of westerns, why is Back to the Future Three a western, and it's the worst one? It's true. Uh, um, I, I I think those that the people who made it just really wanted to make a western. They just loved westerns, and I they hate, decided I hated that it was that this was the to make it. I really hated it. I hated putting no, the old no. west. No. You know, on the it's train. I I was really upset as yeah. a child, especially. However. Uh, Billy the Kid is featured in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and that's a solid film. Solid as fuck, dude. Right, right. right. And, and the third one, they just dropped that trailer for it. Right. Shout out Bill and Ted. I, 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 I want to say I, I didn't watch the trailer because I'm an anti-trailer person because I feel like they give away too much. Uh, so I, I fucking hate trailers, even though I like them as Fine. an art. Are you gonna watch? Are you about to tell me you're not gonna watch the movie, or you didn't watch Bogus Journey, or I'm an idiot for no, us? To- no, okay. no, 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 no. I'm talking about that- trailers. No, I am excited as a motherfucker to see the Wild Stallions back in action. I love Dude. Excellent Adventure. I fucking love Bogus Journey. When I- is that coming out? Does it have a release date? Comes out in August. Comes out in August. Dude, we should just go see it together. Uh, sure. <laughs> You live in Texas. I live in New England. So don't don't reveal it. You don't... I'm not. I said New England. That's all I'm gonna give. When whoever in New England's through with you, 
Stop that right now. And Boston's found better well, things to do. And like one of the, one of the benefits of COVID uh, for people like me is because I'm I'm a huge introvert, and uh, my my buddy Tom, shout out. Okay. I remember when all this started and like people were like getting upset about having to stay in their homes and everything. He's you like, mean yeah, Tom from MySpace. It's him. It really is. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, he's out, broke Tom. now, by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I was looking over his shoulder. He's paranoid. But he but he said he said to me when all this started to go down and people were upset about being stuck indoors and not being able to see their friends. He's like, you're the last person I'm worried about because you're the king of social distancing. And it's true. Uh, to the point where I really despise going to the movies uh, a lot. I don't like going to the movies. I don't like having to sit next to people I don't know and listen to them talk through the movie and, and ruin it. I'm very, very anti-movie theater. So the one benefit of this whole, uh, well, not the one, but many, one of the benefits of this whole change in society is that a lot of these movies are coming direct to streaming. And, and apparently Bill and Ted is coming direct to streaming. It is? It okay. is. So I can watch can we, it. Can we watch it? it? We have to coordinate some watch along or something then, dude. Yeah. yeah. We maybe really we should. should. Maybe we can live tweet it or something. Well, and, and here's the thing about that. Like, I I haven't been to a lot of movies. Like, I haven't gone to the movies. I mean, you know, of course we haven't been able to in the last, you know, whatever. But right. even before that, I also was, like, consumed pretty much everything, like, VOD or... Right. Yeah. You know, whatever. But I would maybe go to the movies once but, a year. But the movie, the last movie that I went to go see in the theater that I was excited to go see, and Nick P shouts out, and I went and saw it on a date together to the movies, was the new Halloween. And I was there when I was there, I was like, Oh man, you know, I'm glad I'm here. This is cool. This is a cool experience. I forgot about this. And then I hated the movie so goddamn much. God, that, that, that I was like, I was if like, you were God gonna get on to damn like, it. If you I were can't get on to keep I came to the movies to see this piece of if, shit. If, you know? I was worried for a minute after the Tarantino thing. I'm like, if he's going to get on how he much he loved the new Halloween, I'm just, this, this no, podcast I, is canceled. I thought it was. Uh, I, I've talked about this before. I think we've even. I mean, maybe you don't remember, but I'm pretty sure I've told you. I don't really I, listen I to like things that. you say. So that's, yeah, you're just wait. You're one of those people that's like waiting for your turn to talk. So, <laughs> I've always known that. Are you, about you done? You. Are you done? <laughs> no, I, I did not enjoy the uh, the new Halloween. Um, I'm afraid, just wasn't. Uh, wasn't uh, I there's nothing it, to enjoy about it. Yeah. I, I found a lot of issues with. I took issue with a lot of it, but. Uh, yeah. Whatever. You know, not maybe still, it wasn't my Halloween. Still better than Rob Zombies, but you know. Well, let's uh, let's just change. Let's just let's just, let's just change the subject because we're just gonna fight. Uh, so um, yeah, uh, I think we went over all of our bullet points. Do we have anything else we want to cover? I have a question for you. So you're writing one of these these horror westerns, and and Death Set is putting out how many? Like at least a dozen. Is that what it looks like, or ten? Yeah, or... there's like 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 Christine Morgan's got one, Kenzie Jennings, like like um, there's so many writers that, that are signed up for these things. Interesting. Um, okay, not me, by the way, but no, so all no, but like uh, that's another thing I was gonna say. I don't even know if I would want to write a western, to be quite honest with you. Hmm. Uh, it's just not. I I'm not. I don't like westerns that much. Right. To to really write one, and that probably I, is, you know is what my like, seated like western thing but like i'm like it's good that you accept that because um i won't say who but there were other writers i was talking to who were interested in you know joining up with this this thing uh who flat out told me they're like yeah i don't really like westerns i've never read a western novel i'm like well then what the fuck are you doing like don't just don't do it like if you're not gonna at least commit to reading like five western novels like don't dare to write a western novel than even when you've never read one you know it just doesn't make sense and and a lot of the, and like the people i was talking to like they, they never ended up doing it so that, then that's good you know do you want to name names on the podcast dude no, we can, not, we can, we can be one of those we can drop names on this no, play no, no. i'm not gonna do that i don't have to do that you know because they 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 realized they because they they realized it they were just like what am i doing like no this isn't this isn't what i write this is what i do so I think that's good that you were just like, yeah, it's just not my thing because you don't want to force it and put out a bad book, you know. I'm very much stay in my uh, lane writer. I think 
Right. I like to challenge myself. Like I said, with the Halloween story, I was like, I didn't want to write a Halloween story because I feel like everyone does that. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, you know, with the Western thing, I, I just really couldn't see myself writing a Western novel. I don't I, I, I'm happy to read yours. I'm excited to read the ones that are coming out. But with all that, do you think that that's going to start some other kind of trend in indie lit? You think that other, you know, people are going to start doing some Western thing? Is this going to spark something you think? I don't, know if it'll, I don't know if it'll start spark a Western thing. I think, you know, like you can only do so many horror Westerns before people get burned out and they stop selling. Um, but I, it may start another theme, you know, like like horror horror that takes place in the 1930s and, and like private eyes and stuff like that. You know, it, it could be anything uh, or you know, horror novels that have to do with um, war or, you know, and I mean, there have been other like, you know, anthologies and things like that that have had themes like that. But I mean, it could be something where this takes off, where uh, a, a melding of genres, you know, of, of horror with other other genres whether it be fantasy or um or crime or romance you know like i've thought i've thought about this before like i have actually had talks with this uh, with mark uh chicarone at, at bloodbound books about um how fun it would be shouts out shouts out to my man mark it, it, how fun it would be if i took on a um a a, a fake name you know a pseudonym and just uh like pretended my name was like you know, candy flower or some fucking thing. And we put out some like really trashy, like I could write some really trashy sleazy novels, not like, like the Fabio cover, like romance novels, but like really dirty shit. Like the books that Ed Wood Jr. wrote, you know, just like trashy fucking sex books, like about all sorts of fetishes and stuff. And like out through the line, I'm like, this may still happen. And if it does, I'm not going to tell anyone that it's me. It's just going to yeah. come out and it's going to have a fake picture of the author in the back. It's going to be like some chick, you know, and it would be just fucking fantastic. I think it'd be a lot of fun. No, no, I think so, too. No, that stuff's cool. Yeah, I just wonder, like. Uh, it, what you said about like the, the the melding of like horror with with other things like horror Westerns or horror like. Uh, uh, maybe more like horror whodunit. You know, right. I've kind of been, be getting, I, yeah. I've been I've been getting into like heist slash whodunit stories lately. Uh, on the uh, I mean, like you know, Knives Out was a movie that like I watched and I was like, oh, I love this concept. Like, so I started watching. Like, I went down like a whodunit movie rabbit hole. Um, All that you really was kind of clue. All you really need is clue. Clue is great. No, but to fucking. <laughs> Uh, game. No, there, are with, uh, there are many damn, others. The one that that has a uh, Christopher Reeves and uh, Above Suspicion. No, it's like uh, that's an underrated film. Game of Death or Death Game or I don't know. Ah, fuck. I Above Suspicion me. is a very underrated film, by the way. I just, just want to get that out there. Above Suspicion. Yeah, it's actually um, it was very kind. Of, it was kind of creepy in the sense that in that movie he plays a guy in a wheelchair. Before he had uh, his accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so, right before he had his accident. Rest yeah. in power, dude. Love Christopher Reeves. The only Superman in my heart. <laughs> I agree also. I. It, Are you fucking texting on a podcast? No, no. I'm trying to find out what the name of that movie is. Okay, Jesus Christ. I, like, I was about to bail out. I was just like, he's on a podcast and he's texting. Yeah, it better um, be sending me dick pics because otherwise this is unacceptable. Dude, I'm fucking. Dude, we're doing research. I can't. I know, about. I know. You're not. You're not. Texting. Um, it's a uh, no. That movie is a. Uh, God damn it! What's it called? It's like Death Game or Game of Death. It's a Who Done It movie that's awesome. I can't find it. I'm not gonna fuck with it. But like, I I would like to almost maybe like that's interesting to me. Like bl- the blending of horror with. Right, you know, other- like, like, so, so say Death's Head takes this thing where this year it's horror uh, westerns, and then next year they do a dozen horror. It would kind of know, be like what the, you know, it horror who done it. You know what I mean? It'd like, kind of be like the TV show Archer, which is a great show where it's like Love Archer. Yeah, where like they did a whole season where it was like they were drug smugglers. They did a season where it was a private eye and like you know, like et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. I, I enjoy those kind of things. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I would like to see some whodunit, those kind of crime, maybe with some horror, because you could probably twist that in a bunch of ways. I, I mean, I could, sure. I see that going like in different ways. Maybe sure. I'll be the one. Do it, dude. I'll be the ball licker. You are the licker of the balls. 
I am the clit commander. I don't even know what the hell that means. You're just getting, you're just going blue, and you know, come on, we're better. Than uh, this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that I forgot. You, yeah, you don't like. That's fine. That was, some, that was Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Kevin Smith, which you don't like, Kevin Smith either, I'm sure. So we'll just not even talk about that. He made a movie or two that I liked. Yeah. All right. Well, there. We'll leave. Let's leave it at that. I like the Clerks movies. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. You know, the new uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back reboot is actually is really good. You're the first person I've heard who said that. Every literally everyone else on Earth has said the opposite. That but, they're not really Kevin Smith fans. Then, okay, I think, I think it's like super well done. Like as far as like what the message is and how it it it, it like changes the characters. You're like, I I, I, like, I, never, I like this. I, like I never. This gonna watch it so that's it's, fine i mean I like you really it. see some growth in jay i liked it it was great uh, anyway well, i like it it doesn't I'm matter bad. i'm good vital socialists we disagree, disagree a lot on movies but that, that's okay we do dude we both... fucking fight on movies we'll have we to have do. a movie episode at one point where because we just take the gloves off the reason the reason we fight so much is because you're so fucking wrong it's unbelievable you i know, know? i know <laughs> but you know and that that's what i've built my house on being wrong i'm just yeah. like and wrong know, as a motherfucker. Yeah. And I'll go down. I'll just I double down on all my wrongness. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could do a whole. We could do a whole thing, and maybe we will. Maybe we'll debate. But the important thing, despite it all, despite how we agree, uh, how we disagree on films, we know that Married with Children is the greatest TV show of yes. all time and that's, that's what's really important. that has ever happened or or ever will happen yes. and i am confident <laughs> in greatest saying, show I'm confident in making that <laughs> confident in making that statement that goes beyond my lifetime and everyone else's yes. Yes. i have no problem come at me if yes. you want to challenge that but you can't there's no there's no evidence there are two people in this two types of people in this world people that say that marriage children is the greatest show of all time and liars yeah. <laughs> and 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 I think that you're correct. Yeah. So, so what do you think? Uh, this, you know, this is our first episode. Uh, it is. It is. I don't think it was a total disaster. Um, I liked it a lot. I actually, I had a very fun time talking. Oh, I absolutely. No, we always have a good time talking, man. Absolutely. But whether anyone's going to fucking listen to it is a totally different thing. Uh, but I certainly hope that they do, and I hope they got some chuckles out of it, and I hope that. Uh, that this will, uh, that this will be, you know, we, we plan to make this a continued thing. I'll let our listeners know that now. We we plan just, to make this a weekly show, vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Um, and as you can tell, we didn't talk about anything really vital, uh, but we did talk about a lot of stuff. That's true. And uh, so, you know, we'll be definitely sharing this around because it's going to be a thing. We're not uh, half-ass uh, whiskey dick, like soft half-chub whiskey dick in this. We're all the way full hard every week uh, putting this out. And uh, it's going to be out there. And you can uh, follow me at John Wayne is Dead on Instagram and Twitter or my name, John Wayne Kaminale, on Facebook. And you can go to johnwayneisdead.com for all of your John Wayne needs, uh, especially the shop page that has all my books and records and everything and christopher where can we find you my friend um somewhere in new england when whoever in new england's <laughs> through know. with you all right all right and like, boston's found just type in my name just type in my name and like you'll find me on facebook twitter instagram coyote. all those things right but yeah at coyote chris so coyote chris on twitter yes yeah and then um uh and a lot of people are, are like asking that, like you know, like they're like, "What does this coyote thing mean?" And they're gonna find out with this horror western. Um, Boom! Find- oh, how's that for foreshadowing? Better tune that. in, my friend. How do you like tune that? In. I like them apples. How do you like me now? That's <laughs> what I always say. So uh, anyway, thank you guys for tuning in to Vital Social Issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. And, uh, you know, check it out. We'll have more stuff uh, and information available and uh, maybe, you know, better format next time. But who knows? I thought this was fine. Um, And uh, here we go. Chris, I love you. Great show. I love you, too, buddy. And uh, thanks to everyone who listened to this. If you made it this far, um, thank you. And 
like like we said before, this is our first episode. Uh, get on it while it's still fresh, so you can say you were here from the beginning. And uh, we're going to continue to do this show, and we're going to make it as uh, amusing as it possibly can. One, two, three, four. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So that, that could be the show, I guess. <laughs>